0: KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.
1: Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. Happy Friday. It's July 1st, And end to remain in Mexico. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. As California's eviction protection program ends, the City of San Diego's program goes into effect today. The no-fault eviction moratorium remains in place in the City of San Diego until September 30th. Tenants must notify their landlord in writing within seven days that they can't pay the rent on time because of a financial impact related to COVID, but rent will still be due eventually. You can find out more about the qualifications for the City of San Diego's eviction moratorium through the Legal Aid Society's website, LASSD.org. And as you know, this weekend is a holiday weekend, so CHP will be increasing its policing of San Diego freeways and rural roads. The extra policing is part of the agency's annual effort to crack down on aggressive, distracted, That means people who text and drive and so on, and intoxicated driving during the 4th of July weekend. CHP's increased enforcement begins at 6 this evening and lasts through Monday. And for all you football fans, Petco Park will be hosting its first ever football game this year. Organizers announced yesterday that the 2022 SDCCU Holiday Bowl will be held at Petco Park on December 28th. This year's game will be the first Holiday Bowl since 2019 because, of course, the pandemic. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need.
0: KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation. Presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at CandlewoodArtsFestival.org.
1: Well, a lot of people were waiting for this. The Supreme Court ruled yesterday that the Biden administration has the authority to end the controversial Remain in Mexico policy. As you probably remember, President Joe Biden tried to end the Trump era policy shortly after taking office, but a lower court blocked that termination. KPBS border reporter Gustavo Solis spoke with some local experts about the ruling's impact.
2: Remain in Mexico forced vulnerable asylum seekers to live in Mexican border towns while their cases were adjudicated. Pedro Rios is an activist with the American Friends Service Committee. He says that people in the program faced significant
3: danger.
0: You know, we've seen reports of people that have been kidnapped, people that have faced abusive situations by Tijuana police or other municipal Mexican authorities, or even worse, where there are sexual assaults that have taken place or even deaths.
2: Remain in Mexico is just one of two Trump-era policies that limit asylum. The other is Title 42, which allows border officials to turn away asylum seekers without giving them a chance to see a judge. Julie Neusner is an attorney with Human Rights First. She says that as long as Title 42 remains in place, migrants will continue to be shut out from the asylum process.
3: The asylum system is far from restored. Title 42 is still in place. There is no access to asylum um, at the border, uh, at, at ports of entry because of Title 42.
2: A separate lawsuit filed by red states has forced the Biden administration to keep Title 42 in place. Gustavo
3: Solis, KPBS News.
1: Governor Gavin Newsom says yesterday's Supreme Court ruling on carbon emissions makes it even more imperative that California and other states double down on efforts to combat the climate crisis. The court ruled that the EPA does not have the authority to make decisions on fighting climate change. That authority lies with Congress. Nicole Capretz, founder and CEO of the Climate Action Campaign, said that while there is work to be done nationwide, she remains hopeful about what California can accomplish. If we can show it's possible and you know build a market for renewable technologies and more climate solutions and show it on the ground, the infrastructure on the ground, and the positive public health impacts and economic impacts of these um, projects, then I think the good news will spread and we will win. California has made a nearly fifty-four billion dollar climate commitment, and that commitment includes working toward one hundred percent zero emissions vehicles by twenty thirty-five, phasing out oil drilling and fracking and creating international climate partnerships. Well, it seems like COVID isn't going away anytime soon. San Diego County is still averaging more than 1,000 new COVID-19 infections every day. The sustained increase comes as new and more contagious variants appear to be spreading. With an explanation, we have KPBS health reporter Matt Hoffman.
3: We're still seeing a lot of viral activity.
0: UC San Diego professor of medicine and infectious diseases, Dr. Robert Schooley says wastewater data shows the more contagious BA5 and BA4 Omicron variants now make up about half of new
3: cases. This virus is, is picking off people that uh have up until now not been infected and who are, have been really quite careful about vaccination and, uh, and masking.
0: Schooley himself recently contracted COVID for the first time. He says keeping up to date with vaccinations is key for these variants. Federal regulators announced Thursday they want Omicron specific booster doses starting in the fall. The FDA is asking manufacturers to modify vaccines to better target the BA4 and BA5 variants. Matt Hoffman, KPBS
1: News. Coming up, we have new warning signs going up at the beaches. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. Well, San Diego County officials have developed new warning signs for South Bay residents already stung from seven weeks of beach closures. Eric Anderson, our KPBS environment reporter, has all the details.
2: The new signs warn of potential pollution and the risk of illness without closing the beach completely. A new DNA test has regularly found pollution traced to a broken Mexican sewage plant south of Tijuana. Wind and currents carry that contamination north. Imperial Beach City Council Member Paloma Aguirre says beachgoers now have more options. It helps our community make an informed decision before going out into the water. So the new warning um, sign is telling people that, yeah, there may not be a 1 in 10 chance, but there's a 30 in 1,000 chance that you might get sick. Supervisor Nora Vargas says the new system protects families and visitors without limiting beach access. Eric Anderson KPBS News.
1: Activists seeking changes in how the Sheriff's Department runs county jails now have a court date for an injunction that could force those changes. Here's more from KPBS reporter John Carroll. What do we
3: want? Justice! Justice. When do we want it? Now. A familiar cry from the steps of the Hall of Justice Thursday afternoon. There, racial justice advocates gathered with family members of loved ones who've died while in custody in a county jail. Their stories are familiar, gut-wrenching. But a court date has now been set for a hearing on an injunction that would force changes in how the sheriff's department runs county jails. News of the court date comes as AB 2343, the Saving Lives in Custody Act, sponsored by San Diego Assemblymember Dr. Akila Weber, is currently making its way through the legislature. Yusef Miller with the North County Equity and Justice Coalition says the law is badly needed. If it is approved, it will become law to save lives in custody in San Diego. The law has passed the assembly. It's now in the state senate. John Carroll, KPBS News.
1: Marvel Comics Spider-Man celebrates his 60th anniversary this year and will be inducted into the Comic-Con Museum's Character Hall of Fame. To celebrate his legacy, Comic-Con Museum is opening Spider-Man Beyond Amazing, the exhibition, today. KPBS arts reporter Beth Hakamondo speaks with co-curators Ben Saunders and Patrick Reed about the exhibit and the popularity of the character.
2: Ben, going into curating this, what were the kind of things that you felt were important to include in this? We have 60 years worth of pop cultural material to draw upon from across pretty much every available media platform. We're talking not just about comic books, not just about animated cartoons, not just about movies, but also video games, action figures, and toys. I mean, almost every aspect of the culture that you could emboss or imprint with a Spider-Man image or logo has at some time Been embossed or imprinted with a Spider Man logo. And that's because this is a character that has won people over generation after generation. So when you tell a story in a museum exhibition, you're basically telling a story through objects and artifacts. And Patrick.
0: As we boiled down the narrative and the story, we could say, oh, here's this artifact that fits that plot beat. Here is this artifact that fits this topic that we want to address. Here is something that will resonate with. An audience of a certain age. Here is just an incredibly iconic image that you don't need to know anything about Spider-Man to appreciate.
1: And what is it
2: about Spider-Man and Peter Parker that has made him such a popular and long-lasting character? What defines that that, you know, has been so appealing? Fundamentally, it's a question of relatability, I would say. So, it's easy to lose sight of this because it was a long time ago. But when Stanley and Steve Ditko initially came up with Peter Parker and Spider-Man, they were playing with a relatively new concept, even in just sociological terms, and that's the concept of the teenager. So in the 1950s, America discovers the teenager as a kind of identity category, where there's this almost obsession cultural obsession with this new idea or new species of humanity that they're calling the teenager. And it's a period of life that is marked by uncertainty about identity and rapid mood swings and periods of bravado and periods of self-doubt and impulsiveness. And they took all of that and they made the hero that, which is something we hadn't seen before. And as a result, They turned the conventions of the superhero into a kind of allegory for the pain of adolescence. That's the concept. The teenager who stumbles into the powers and then has to figure out what they're going to do with them. Peter Parker can help us figure out also what's valuable about trying to figure out who you are in a world where things not only go wrong, but often are wrong. To try and figure out what your sense of justice actually might be.
0: The astounding thing about Spider-Man is that there is an entire other level beyond these literal intellectual things, which is that Spider-Man is somehow innately cool. When you're a kid encountering Spider-Man, you don't necessarily know anything about what a teenager will be. But the first thing you see is the image. You see someone who can climb up a wall, someone in an amazing, colorful costume with their face hidden behind a mask, someone who is shooting webs from their hands and swinging over the city. So there are both the textual elements of Spider-Man that continue to resonate and the sort of innate magic of it that is almost inexplicable. There is just these elements that came together in the creation of this character when Stanley and Steve Ditko put together Peter Parker, Spider-Man, that apply beyond those simple texts.
2: And what can people expect coming to this exhibit in terms of the kinds of things that you are curating in it?
0: Well, first of all, It is a modern museum experience. We are very conscious of the innate power of the museum medium to tell stories. It is based around historical artifacts, objects, original comic book art, film props and film costumes, original objects from the 60 year history of Spider-Man. But then we also use all sorts of modern techniques, lighting, projections, high definition digital canvases to tell the story in a more kinetic way, interactive touchscreens in different areas that you can go to and go deeper and read more about the text if you're taking longer to go through the show.
2: We are interested in and find that other people are interested in the kind of peek behind the curtain that you can get. So besides showing the artifacts and the objects, we like to show a little bit about the creative process, sketches, as well as finished art a little bit of information about the cultural context in which particular stories were developed or the key creators who've contributed to the Spider-Man mythology in ways that then others have picked up.
1: That was KPBS arts reporter Beth Alcomando, speaking with Ben Saunders and Patrick Reed. Spider-Man Beyond Amazing, the exhibition opens today at the Comic-Con Museum. And we're ready to celebrate. Fourth of July is almost here and so are the fireworks that come with the day. But KPBS reporter Jacob Ayers says firefighters are weary of the mix of dry weather and the holiday. There will be no shortage of fireworks to see this Independence Day across San Diego. The Big Bay boom is back and so are many other firework events across the county. But the holiday doesn't come without its fire risks. Says San Diego Cal fires Neil Chapinski.
0: Um, this time of year down here in San Diego, like I like to like we like to say, is usually in a year-round fire season, and we are in heightened. We just had a real hot week last week, dried things out, and we did have a, some fires down on the border and up, over around the county. So the danger is always there. Chapinski
1: says fireworks of any kind, including even small firecrackers, are commonplace but illegal in the city and county of San Diego. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. To find Independence Day events around the county, go to kpbs.org slash 4th of July. That's it for the podcast today. This podcast is produced by KPBS senior radio producer Brooke Ruth and producer Emmeline Mohebi. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great holiday weekend. Be safe We'll be back Tuesday morning.